The following is another dynamic message by Ryan Jacobs, prophet, teacher, and leader of the Empowered Church. I want us to turn to the book of John, chapter number one. The Gospel of St. John, chapter number one. The Word of God declares, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. To understand what he's basically saying, that the Word is a person, it's not an it. And sometimes for people, why? Because the Word is alive. The Word gave birth to what we know as people, what we know as personalities. The Word gave birth to everything. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. And so, you know, the, the greater gives birth to the lesser. Right. So if uh, the Word is an it, then you are also an it. You're actually less than an it. But because the word is a person, he is superior, he gave birth to us. And so, so he says, and, and to, make, to make it clear, he says that the word is God. Right? And so he was the one that gave birth to every living thing, every thing of substance. The word gave birth, and without the word was nothing made that was made. Right? Let us go on. And all things were made by him, or around him was not anything made, it was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, the illumination of men. The very energy of men is in the very zoe of God. In him was life, the God life. That life that gives birth to every other life was inside of him. And that is the energy by which man lives. Right. Let us go on. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended not. And there was a man sent from God, whose name was John, and the same came for a witness, to be a witness of the light, for that all men through him might believe. Now John was not that light, but was sent to be a witness of that light, of a true light, which lights every man that comes into the world. There is not one person that has not been given energy, life, light. By the word of God. Not one single person that came. Every man that comes into this world. The word has given birth to them. You understand. It's no accident. The word has given birth to them. Right. Goes on verse number 10. And he was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. And he came unto his own. And his own received him not. But as many as received him. To them gave he to become the sons of God, even to, to them that believe on his name. Now remember, the him we're talking about here is the word. Uh, up to now, there is no name but the word. In the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos was with God. And the Logos was God. And this Logos, this word, is the one that lights every man. And that Logos is a person, and this person is God. Around. And so whoever believes on the Logos, whoever receives the Logos, that believe on his name, to them gave you power to be called the children of God. It is the word. Around. Goes on to say. So, let me, let's go on. 
which were born not of blood, nor of, no, I'm verse number 13, right? Nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, it says, now, it says, now at that point, after the, 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 when the authority was given unto him, that whoever shall believe on, the, on, on his name, the name of the word, with them, before the word came, it was already decided that whoever shall believe, it was to receive him, them, they will become children of God. Now it says, now, now then that very word, the very logos was made flesh. I was just like man. I was made a man. Then the logos, the word was being compacted into a man. It took on the form of a man. Right? And that, that logos, that word, that eternal God that created everything now, began to dwell among people. And so we beheld this glory, his beauty, his expression, his shining, his brilliance. The brilliance of he that is begotten of the Father. Who? The Word. And that brilliance of the Word that dwelt among us, that became a man. That dwelt in an earthly vessel. So we beheld his glory, the splendor of him, the excellence of him, the perfections of him. And then we say that, and, he will, and that perfection is full of grace. And truth. Full of grace. And we understood uh, thing last year there's a whole series on the grace and, and, and it's on YouTube. So so there is a grace, a working grace. A grace. And we understand that what you need in this life is a front of grace. Jesus completed the work, but we understand we still have we must cause to come boldly to the front of grace to obtain mercy and find grace. And so grace, uh, so it's a good thing, full of grace and truth. Verse number 15. And John bear witness of the light in Christ, saying, This was he of whom I spoke, even he cometh after me, he is before, before me, and he was before me, and, uh, and uh, um, uh, he was before me. And of his fullness have we received grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And there we hear his name. The name by which we believe on. We become children of God. But we must never forget that he himself is the very word of God. The very expression of God. The very embodiment of all God's intelligence, all God's wisdom, all God's personality, all God's power, all God's presence. It is Jesus Christ. The word that became flesh. And that name was given so that all among men might be saved. Now the angels knew him. The Sherefim, the Sherebim, all the living creatures knew him. All the demons and devils of hell, they, believed, they knew him. They didn't know him as Jesus Christ. But they knew him as the word, the eternal God. And so, but to us among men, us here among the personalities, now God says, now you want to know me? You want to see me? Here I am. I have compacted myself. I made myself touchable, accessible. Jesus. Right, and therefore every knee shall bow. 
in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father. But the one thing we must understand, that this person whom we have to deal is not separate from God, and neither is the Word separate from God. He is the Word. So, we, many times, we, 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 because of the Scriptures, we cannot a picture how can Jesus be these words. But you don't understand the realm of the Spirit. You are your words. Jesus didn't say for every evil deed you'll be brought into judgment. No, no, no. He says for every idle word you spoke, you will be seized. By thy mouth, thy idol be, uh, be, 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 be saved, be commended, or be condemned by thy mouth. He said for every idle word man, man speaks, they will be brought, every idle word will be brought into judgment. Words. Why? Because God words, because God created the very world by words. Turn to the book of Hebrew, chapter number 11. In the book of Hebrew, chapter number 11, and verse... Number three. He says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So in other words, the worlds were framed by the very word of God. The things which you see was not made by that. It was made by the very words of God. You see, words is the, is the, is the, you know, sometimes, sometimes we don't understand. Because, because, and we spoke about it, because of, we lost, because of the physical life. You have this thing that words speak louder than, or, or actions speak louder than words. But in the spiritual realm, it is the opposite. And the spirit realm is more superior and more real than this world. In the spirit realm, I am the sum of my words. Demons know me by the words. Heaven know me by words. Angels know me by words. Words. Because the world will only know God by words. This world knows that the world was framed. It was framed by words, the words of God. Death in life is in the very power of the tongue. Other words, whenever you see death, do not think that the death was done by anything physical. You see a man shot to death. I had a cousin that was killed by a bullet. I had an uncle who was killed by a bullet. I had another uncle who was killed by a bullet. I, I had some people killed by bullets, but never think the bullet killed them. Because the bullet didn't have the power to take their life. 
words. Words is what kills people. Just as words give life, words take life. You will never go beyond your words. You are now in the spirit world. They only know you by the word. They do not know you by deeds. It was only in the law of Moses that they tried to know people by deeds. But yet the deeds of men were evil. Therefore, Isaiah, when he says, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Words. Let's, 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 let's look at Isaiah chapter number six. In Isaiah chapter number six, verse number one. It's important to understand these things. Isaiah chapter six, verse number one. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the cherubim. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And one cried one unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. It's very important. You see these powerful beings. And they are flying. And there's a lot of activity. There is a lot of activity that you see. When I say that, they are moving. But they are crying to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of hosts, holy, holy. And the word says that the, the post of heaven shook with the sound of the voice. It is sound, voice, and moved things in the spirit. Even in heaven. This, by the way, let's go on. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was full of smoke. Then said I, woe is me, for I am undone. All right? Because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the lord of hosts. Immediately, Isaiah could have said, well, I am the one, I'm a man that do many wrong things. I'm a man of sin. I'm a, my people, they are doing all the, they are murdering one another. They are, they, are, they are stealing. They are sleeping around. They are beating one another. They are doing all kinds of violence. But he said, no, no, no. no. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips that dwell among us. You see, words became important. The origin, the conduit, the vehicle of words that he became his problem. He said, I have unclean lips. And when I look at all my people, the whole of Israel, they are unclean. He understood immediately when beholding the glory of God, heaven, he knew the problem was never what he did. It's the power and the reality of words. The lips is unclean. The lips. And when he cries this, he goes on to say, 
Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this have touched thy lips. Thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. You see, many people, just think of it. When they, if the sin was somewhere else, they would have laid a coal somewhere. First of all, they did not dispute that he was a man of unclean lips, a dweller, and they did not dispute that, that it was his lips that was the problem. Never did they say so. They actually acknowledged and they said, you have, caught, you, you have seen it the way it is. Your problem is your lips, and your people's problem is your lips. And immediately they take a coal from the altar. And they couldn't even, this angel could even not even touch the coal by his own direct hands. It's like doing a braai. I was doing braai for the first time in a long time. Last Saturday. And, <laughs> and I understand that I cannot pick up the coal. Or my bare hands. And that angel was a sheriff. Fear, which means fire. The angel is fire himself. Crying to fire and fire. Saying to him that he is more holy, he's more fire. And then when he had to take up that fire, he himself cannot touch. A more superior fire. And he must be handled by an instrument. And he took up a fire and he put that same fire directly onto the mouth of Isaiah. And then he says, now you see, it doesn't have to touch everything else about you. It just has to touch. And the moment your iniquity is taken away. Bolt authority. They that, are, they that name the name of Christ, that name, that mention. Whose, whose, whose tongue Christ is named. When you mention Jesus, the first thing, you must turn away from iniquity. I was what he was saying, you can't speak no more with an unclean mouth because you have named his name. They were the Jews in the very mention of his name. They had to bother, wash themselves every time. His name is holy. Do you understand that? Is in the lips, and the moment the tongue, the coal touched the lip, he says, Now all your iniquity is gone. You see, we, you, you all, ever wonder where all your problems sits? All your iniquity is in your mouth, in the lips. And your sin is purged. I could have washed uh, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious sea, the flow that makes me white as snow. Oh, I found I know. 
Nothing but the blood of Jesus. In a way, you think you think it's washing your heart. No, only in the blood it was cleansing your mouth. Therefore, with the heart you believe, with the mouth you confess. Because the sin is in the mouth. The power is the words. It opens the realms of the doors of, of the spiritual dimensions where the hell and death and Satan or, or God in heaven. And the very life of God, it is in the mouth. But unclean lips cannot speak holy words. Unclean lips find it difficult to comprehend the pure words of God. It is in the mouth. It is in the lips. It is in the words. You see, so God understood the only way he can help you and I is by the words. And this creation by very words, this world knows him. And the spiritual realm knows him by his words. You see, the bird out there may have never seen God But yet it knows the voice of God. The book of Job, is 37, 7, it says, The God, the God of glory thunders. God moves even to creation in his voice. His voice like thunder. Creation knows God by his voice. When you hear things, you, you hear thunder. No, but, but the birds, the, 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 the snakes, the, the insects, the ants, the parasites, or whether big animals, great and small, insects of all things, when they hear the thunder, they hear God. They know his Therefore, when John heard him in the realm of the spirit of heaven, he says, the guy said, he was voiced like, like thunder and lightning. The voice of Christ, like the rushing sound of many waters. The sound of God is everywhere. Everywhere. They know his vibration. Your problem or your solution is in the words you receive and conceive. And the words that come from your mouth and the kind of words that you speak. You know why your friends, a wrong company can be dangerous? Because in the wrong company, the wrong words are spoken. So he says, I am a man of unclean lips. You know why? You know how I became unclean? I dwell among a people of unclean lips. I have become, un I become defiled by the very words, by the very mouth, the very lips of people around me. And because of that, I am unclean and now I am rejected. 
Then the Lord said to Jeremiah, he says, if you choose worthy words, and that worthless words, not, then I will receive you, you shall be my spokesperson. Just words, Jeremiah, you wouldn't be my prophet. You want to prophesy, Jeremiah? Words. It is in the mouth, it's in the lips. Words. Words. Uh, turn to Second Peter. Uh, um, maybe let me see if I'm talking nonsense. What should I do it from Jude? Let's see. Ja 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 la la ja 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 Jude 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 Jude. In Jude. Chapter number, which is one, but verse number 15. It says, let me, let me read verse number 14. It says, and Enoch also the seventh of Adam prophesied of the feast, saying, uh, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of, of, of saints, and to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all the ungodly among them of the, of the ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and all the hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Right. And now he tells him, he says, these are murmurous complainers walking after their own lust and their mouth speak of great swelling words having persons in admiration because of advantage but beloved remember ye the words that were spoken before of the apostles of the lord jesus christ how that they told you that they should be mockers in the last time who shall walk after their own ungodly lust these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. And then he gives a solution. But he, beloved, building up on your, yourselves, up, up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You see, the thing, when, sometimes we think it's the deeds that is overwhelming. He mentions the deeds once. He mentions words many times. He, he calls them by many names, and the names also do of the mouth. You see, the problem what will settle men on this earth, it will make the eternal destiny, is only one thing, the words. The lips. The mouth. How? Think only one way. And, and I am digressing from where I want to go. But in the book of James, chapter number 2, and, and I think you know these things. Actually, chapter number 3. James, chapter number 3. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I understand. Yes, 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 I'm not. I'm actually, I'm on track. In, in James, chapter 3, verse number 1. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many we offend. No, 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 no. You see, it's very important. He says, Be not many marks, be not many leaders. For understand that you will receive a greater condemnation. For, in not giving a reason, let's still continue. For, he says, For we offend in many things, things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is perfect, is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Other words, Jesus be he perfect as I am perfect. As your father is perfect. You know what does it mean? He was a perfect man. The man whose mouth is perfect. 
will faint never in word. Was mouth always please God? Prophet David says, Oh, let the meditation of my heart, the words of my mouth, be pleasing in my sight, O oh God. The mouth. When perfection is in the mouth, the perfect man is a man who never hears with his mouth. And he says, You want to be, be let not be the speaker. Because the speaker, the preacher, the leader must speak many words. And it's a difficult thing. You need perfection. In all the words you speak, not to offend, not to speak, not to sin. Therefore, Solomon says, he says, he will hold his tongue as wise. Because the multitude of words, sin is not absent. Words, the power of words. Here we go. Let's go on. Behold, we put. This is we're able to bridle the whole body. We all control everything. Every disease ever upon the face of the earth you've ever seen comes because of the mouth. Verse number three. Behold, we put bits in horses that they may obey us. We turn about the whole body. Behold, that the ships, which, do, which though they be so great, are driven by, by fierce winds. Yet are they turned upon by a very small helm. Whatsoever the governor listens, whatever the captain wants to turn, it, he just turns the ship by a small helm. You see, that's why the Titanic should never have sunk. Because of the old Titanic was big, it was controlled by something small. And because somebody didn't use a small helm to turn the Titanic away from the iceberg, many people perished. Do you understand? Many times in planes it is the same thing. It was not that the plane was, it was just a slight tilt and they tilted it the, the wrong way and they crashed and burned. Verse number five. Even so, the tongue is a little member, boasting of great things. Behold a greater matter, a little fire kindled. And the tongue is a fire, a world of air, what did he say? He said, you see, I have, thy iniquity is taken away from you and thy sin is purged. Simple. The tongue. The moment, why? Wow, because the tongue itself is a world. It's its own system. It's its own cosmos. It's a world. So next time you look and you stick at your tongue, you look at your tongue, that tongue is a world. The tongue is a world of iniquity. Verse number six. So is the tongue among our members and it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and it is set on fire of hell. So, other words, how has one interest in you only? Your tongue. Your tongue is the contact point for how? The, the demon don't want to choke you. He just want to influence your tongue. How needs your tongue? How the mouth, how is fighting for your tongue day and night? 
Because the only way that hell can get into this earth is for your tongue. Satan cannot touch you and can touch nobody through you unless he touches your tongue first. The tongue it can set above the very goal. It can defile the whole body. Make you totally unclean. Your words. Your tongue. From the mouth will bring forth evil. But your tongue. And so the tongue can set a course, your whole course of nature. What is yours? What is your destiny? What is your purpose? What God has for you as a human being and as a son of God. That very thing can be set alight just by your tongue. It can burn it all up. Nothing left. Kill every seed. Kill every plant. Kill every harvest and make your life useless. Set it alight and make it burn the bunch of ashes. And the only way the devil can do it is by you doing it yourself. Satan can only touch you if you touch you. He this only one who he just goes for your tongue. Just give me anything with your tongue. Like you're going to the doctor. The doctor says, take it to your tongue, say, ah. Oh, Satan says the same thing. Take your tongue, say, touch, receive. And they spake as the Spirit gave him. The first thing the Holy Spirit had to come to, he wanted the tongue. The same fire, desire, the same solution. We hear the spirit come. So when the power, when you just get the first thing, the spirit, the spirit you could have anointed their hands. And the handshake. And I was like, I got the power. I got the power. I got the power. But without the power here, you have no power. Without the words, you have no influence. No matter how power you have here, it is still in the tongue, in the mouth. And so the spirit says, and they spake. As the spirit gave him. Therefore, he said, the promise of Joel was always the same. I will pour out my spirits and your sons will speak, and your daughters will speak differently. They speak, but they will never force. They will speak by the same force that governs and carries the prophets. The spirit will prophesy. Sometimes people don't understand that it's not the physical things we do. It's the world will deceive you, which is the flesh, it's part of the law. That is the physical things that make things work. I can make this thing carry the power of God in a tangible way. But I don't want to do it today. <laughs> but what makes it? The words. It's nothing to do with the water. Nothing to do with oil and cloths. It has to do with the tongue. 
if there was undefiled words spoken by undefiled tongue into any substance, the substance is the very, the word is the very substance of God. God is in the words. There was the voice of the word came walking in the cool of the garden. The voice, the ruach of God. It was his words. Adam, Adam, where art thou? Word. The voice of the word. We saw last week how the, the angels hearkened unto the voice, the sound of his word. Because they could only act in the command of God, in the word of God. Your problem and your solution. It is your tongue. You aren't right now for some of your words. For some of your time. Not, you're not waiting on God for nothing. Your future is waiting on your words. Your tomorrow will never be governed outside of you. It will only be by the words that you speak, Jesus says you have what you say. He says, when he, the spirit of truth has come, when he, the Holy Ghost has come, he will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine and he will show it unto me. And I say what is mine because all the Father has is mine. I, I have everything that the Father has, and it is, me, is mine, and I give it. I show it unto the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost show it unto me. Therefore, I have not seen, you have not heard, nor entered into the heart of man, that which God has prepared for them that love him. He says, but God has revealed unto us by his Spirit. He says, no one knows the things of man, say the Spirit of man, but it's like but no one knows the things of God, say the Spirit of God. But he goes on to say, but we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit of God. We may know the things freely given to us of God. But the problem is, that's useless. Until we have, but these things we speak in spiritual words. Without a speech, you can have everything. But if you don't speak spiritual words, you will never have it. You'll never manifest it. You'll never possess it. So people are more concerned. I dreamed the dream. I saw a vision. It is useless. Without the words. He says, son of man, what do you see? He said, prophesy, son of man. What? Words. Thank God for what we see. But my life will never be made up by what I see. My life will be the sum of what I speak. If I speak words of this world, I will pass away. I will be found wanting on the last day. If I speak words, somehow I will find myself with my other bodies, the devil and all his angels in the lake of fire. Because hell itself will go to the lake of fire. If hell is my connector, if hell is my igniter, if hell is the source of my words, then I belong to hell. 
and hell itself will be thrown into the lake of fire and this is a second death. I will find myself speaking the words of hell. I will find myself in hell and hell itself. I will find myself in the lake of fire and there I will meet the devil and all his angels, the dragon himself. And we will not be there for pleasure. My words will determine my eternal destiny. And so I must make sure. Because if every word I speak, by my words I will be acquitted or condemned. Jesus said, he said heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, Jesus Christ said, will never pass away. So he said, the words will acquit you or condemn you. I must make sure that the words I speak is a words of acquittal. The words. Do I say what he say or do I say what some say? Who is putting my words in my mouth? Who is igniting? The word. Created all things. The whole creation knows him. Invisible and visible. Heaven and earth only by his words. Is the only way for you to know him. Do not be deceived. The only thing that works is the word of God. So shall my word be. That's the only way God interacts with his world. So shall my word be like the rain that flows, the snow that comes down from heaven and waters the earth. So in my words, it will not return unto me void. Words. What kind of words are you speaking? The word of God says a man shall be full of the increase of his life. Oh, but the fruit of his mouth is as surely as the work of his hands will reward. But what is filling your life? What words are you speaking? You can only know so Jesus Christ is known by words. First John chapter number one. Let us move on. This is the great revelation of the apostle John. John is known to be the one that was so close to Jesus. Peter was close. Flesh and blood had not revealed this unto thee, but my father in heaven. Peter heard directly from the father. But Peter understood there's words that he could not hear from Jesus. Words that he could not speak to Jesus. So Peter understood that this John is much closer to Jesus than any one of us. The man was so close, he used to lay. He was like Jesus' buddy. On top of Jesus all the time. So if you want to know a secret, Jesus is one of you. Jesus will tell John. John knew the secrets of Jesus. When Jesus had to give his mother to somebody, Mary, he gave his mother to, to John. Don't give your mother to people you don't know. Yeah? <laughs> people are crazy. But he knew John. John was very close. 
And now John, I wrote the Gospel of John. John chapter number one, we just read. John, in his Gospel, gave us words of Christ. More words of Christ than all the other Gospels. He didn't concentrate on the acts of Christ, but on the work, the words of Jesus. He said, if you have books, or they sit and they will fall the whole earth. There will not be enough space. He said, but when I, I will give you the essential here. I will give you the words. I will show you. John could, understand, could tell you what Jesus prayed to his father. Nobody else could. John is the one that, 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 that recounts to us the, 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 the incident, the very thing about Lazarus coming back to life. And says, he says, Father, you always hear me. John was so close. John could hear the very words what Jesus was whispering. Jesus allowed him that space. Therefore, John could, 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 be, you know, um, could say in, in, in John 71 what he prayed. John is the one that gave us the essential of the Holy Spirit. What he will do, who he is. John knew him. And so whenever you listen to John, read John, the words of John. This is a man that knew Jesus more than all the other apostles. That walked with him. And so he will not, he's not fooling you. He's giving you the core essentials. His revelation comes out of intimacy. So if Jesus was like an eagle, you must hear it from John. Everything that John tells you, it is by revelation. Even when he had to give a revelation of himself, he sent his angel and he signified it to John. But let's read. John is now old man and he's writing these things. He is now giving a profound thing. Expressing the living God after we have seen him in the gospel. Exp First John chapter number one verse number six. And that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with us. There is a good thing, by the way, when you read the gospel, read the gospel of John and then jump straight to First John. Right? Because then you get the John, read first John, second John, third John, and then read the Revelation. To understand John. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen uh, with, our, with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life, the logos of the Zoe. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life, which was, the, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. So he says this. He says, we have seen, we have heard, and our very hands have touched. But the thing we have touched was concerning the one, the very word of life. The very one from the beginning. So we touched the word. We handled him. And he said, for that life was manifested. Where? In the flesh. And he said, he said it in the gospel chapter number one. And we have seen it and bear witness or evidence. So he carries the evidence. And show unto you and show and demonstrate unto you that eternal life. That God kind of life. 
You see, we show unto you, we demonstrate it, we carry within us the very thing to demonstrate, to show men proof of the living God. And was manifest unto us and said, For that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that you may also have fellowship. The word fellowship is the word koinonia, participation. There will be intimacy, a oneness, like a, like a man that knows his wife in the marriage. There will be a koinonia, a, a oneness with us. And truly our koinonia is with the Father and with his son Jesus Christ. And it says, these things we write unto you, that your joy may be full. And verse then is the message which we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Remember, in him was life. That life is the light of men. We behold the light, the glory, the true light. The light of every man that comes into the world. He wrote in, in the gospel, right? If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth of the reality. What is the truth? He said, John 77, but my word is truth, right? If we walk in the light as, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What is that light? The light is the word. The word is, the man, is Jesus Christ manifested. And so sometimes we were like, no. I was like, we walk in the, in, in the word, uh, there's things manifested in us, and then we have fellowship, koinonia. And then that's when the blood automatically works. Why? Because the word works. When the mouth is purified, the blood automatically works. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and, and the truth is not in us. Well, again, we sin. It's in the mouth. For we who was not of faith is sin. Words that are not of faith is. This, you have some that is, these things not of faith. When you get in the New Testament, the word of faith, where is it in your mouth and in your heart? When you get the spirit of faith, it is believing with the heart and speaking with the mouth. So how does man's man, man sin with the mouth? Speaking words that are not of faith. And we say that this word that I spoke is not a sin. The words of the natural word that I speak, that do not come forth of faith, it's not sin. No. Then we make God a liar. We say God is false. God is no longer truth. His word is no longer true. And therefore, you no longer get the results of God in your life. Because you love falsehoods, false words, in other words. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. How did He cleanse them? By taking a coal, a coal, putting it upon His mouth. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar. And what is not in us? And his word is not in us. Because the word, you know, out of abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Unless you abide me, you cannot bear any fruit. And whoever does not bear fruit, my father, come and take it away. But the mouth, the fruit is in the mouth. Why? Because the word abides in the heart. 
Therefore, Jesus goes on in John chapter number 15, he says, if, you are, if my word abide you, abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will demand whatever you will and shall be done unto you. And here is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. But how? Of the mouth. Men sin with the mouth, with the tongue, with the spirit. And we partake of God when we partake of his word. How? By the word being in us. So the word may be on our lips. And so we, in order to be, we must say, God, this word I spoke is not right. The words I utter is not right. The words that I listen to, it is not of faith. And, I, and, and that is what we need to do to be cleansed of sin. Do you understand this world? How they give you words. Cool, it means it's a good thing. Hot means it's a good thing. Oh, that, that girl is hot. Oh, she's hot. Oh, it's a nice thing. Oh, girl, you look so hot. You look hot. Hell is hot. <laughs> the fires of hell is very hot. <laughs> But the vocab, the, the vocab is teaching a thing of the senses. They come of a day with, with, a, with, 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 a, with burn of like an oven. The fires of which it cannot be quenched. That is what the word says. I believe it and I speak it. I speak of fire. Because he told me there is a come of a day. The world tells me, there walks the sister, see his heart. That's a, they told me, I, it's not by faith, they told me, and so they teach me their words. And now I must go, and I was, oh, it's hot, yes, yes. But the Bible says what is very hot is the day that come of a burn like an oven. <laughs> Where the fire, it's not queens and the womb die of not. But they change the words. Cool and cold and all the other names have changed words. Why? So that the words might be spoken not of faith. So the words may be spoken and used differently. So all that Satan is doing now is replacing words. What the meaning of words? That's changing. Look at the dictionaries. You can't even find even uh, for in English language. You can't even find the original meanings anymore. You Google, and there's a lot of dictionaries that you must go back to the beginning. To the old, this is old school. The old ancient archaic language was useful for us, but for now it means totally something different. Why words? Because they know that iniquity is manifested in the tongue, in the lips. They know transgression is in the, it's in the mouth. They know hell can only touch you through the mouth. And they know that God can only, his very life full of grace and truth can only be manifested 
in the mud. See, the world has taught us that this world is physical. So what you do, what enters the senses, what enters the ears, what, those, uh, what enters the five senses, what is that is what you What you do with the body, that is the point. No. It is the world. You know how, why God overthrew them? Threw them in the wilderness by murmured. You know what God has against them? They says, make us a God. They spoke of words. What did God and Moses do? They exchanged words. Words. Because what you describe, words describe things by. What is this describe? comes from your mouth. How do you name a thing? How? In your life, how do you name things? What words do you use? What and who is the source of those words? That's why Jesus says, these words I speak unto you. Anyways, these words, these words I speak, they, my words, are spirit and life. It is the substance of the Almighty God, substance of God. Of eternal God, this words. To us, perhaps we don't understand because we think a ghost. It is somebody that was dead, but it's not real, so it's a ghost. This is a must or something of my imagination. But you see, when Jesus spoke those words, they understood that God is a spirit. They understood that, you see, spirit is more real than flesh. It is more solid than your body, more solid than you can think. If you get most too much spirit, you will, your body will explode. Sometimes I feel the power search me. If it comes any stronger, I feel that my head will disintegrate because it's too much. It is more potent, more real. I can get so afraid that it becomes that it manifests its true reality and proves that my flesh is nothing and I just explode. Spirit is means superior. Spirit means greater substance, greater in nature, greater in force, greater in kind. 
Wij zitten zit in life. We zitten in Father, to know you. And to know your son. To be intimately acquainted with you. To be one with you is eternal life. The Zoe, the God kind of life. Not the life that, no, no, no. But the life I gave you birth to every life. The eternal life. These words, he says. How do you? You see, we love life and, 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 so, and so it is not the point. Therefore, the narrative is important. Whoever controls the sound, the narrative, the words by which this world is described controls the world. If somebody is throwing bricks through windows and burning down shops, if the narrator says it is good, they're doing this because of the injustice. It will move others and say, yes, let me do it too, because I too have been done that injustice too. Therefore, one of the sins of Israel, and then Paul speaks about it in the last day, is that we'll call good, bad, and bad good words. Because whatever you call it, that power you will attract. Let's take pornography for a while as an example. In the world, we grew up to see the nakedness of flesh. I say, that is good. That is something to be desired. Two people coming together intimately in that kind of point. It is something that you want. You want to see that. It's supposed to be in the open. You want to see that. It is good. It is not the act that is the problem. It is the narrative, the voice was proclaimed over it. And so millions of people, male and female, are addicted to pornography because of a word, a narrative that they took into their spirits. Another man said, It is utter stupidity for two people to do that kind of thing. It is the basis form of insanity and stupidity. Because even Adam knew, Eve knew, they were naked and they were ashamed. And when you look at that and you take the words, and the words is the old narrative is replaced with the new narrative. You lose all desire for that. Why? Because it's no longer energized by the same words. Words that govern. Words. Jesus says, all the things you see comes out from the store of the heart. The words you speak. So I have to take the logos of God. And for everything God has spoken over, homologia. Homologia. 
I say what he says. Exactly what he says, I say. He calls it insanity, I call it insanity. He calls it stupidity, I call it stupidity. He calls the holy, I call it holy from my mouth. I have reconditioned my soul and transformed the renewing of my mind. I say it the way God says it. As a simple a transformation takes place. You and I may see the same things and call it differently. I like to call mine by the word of God. Homology is saying what he says. What do you see? How do you see everything? It's time we break out of the narrative of this world system, this world's ways. Thank you for listening to this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to change the way you see and know Jesus, leaving your life empowered, envisioned and enriched. For more messages by Prophet Ryan Jacobs or for more information about the Empowered Church go to www.empoweredchurch.com or view our YouTube channel, Empowered Church TV. Feel free to come join our life-changing services.